They say that during the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, only a small percentage of the Jewish people actually returned to the land of Israel to rebuild the second temple. Do you ever wonder what happened to the remainder of the Jewish people? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Frieden. Today we are on page 25 of Tractate Subas, and we learn that Jewish history came to an end in the diaspora, and for the next six centuries, the focus of our people was on the land of Israel. We're living in historic times, a time when a majority of the Jewish people will very soon be living in the Holy Land. Let's all make sure that we are a part of that history. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. Rabbi Shlomo Adeni was a 16th century rabbi who hailed from the region of Yemen. Author of an important commentary on the Mishnah called Melecha Shlomo, he eventually made Aliyah and became a student of the famed Kabbalist Rav Chaim Vital and the great Rabbi Betzal Ashkenazi, author of the Shittim Kabetzes. The introduction to his Sefer provides a window into his decision to move to Israel. He writes, We have received it as an oral tradition that we are from the group to whom Ezra the scribe sent word requesting them to come up to the land during the building of the second temple. But they defied his appeal and denounced them, saying that all their days in exile will be spent in poverty. And because of our iniquities, this was fulfilled in us that exile, both poverty in Torah and poverty in material wealth, in unparalleled measure, and particularly with my small family. For all of them, according to what was told to me and confirmed with me by the speakers of the truth who spoke clearly, God-fearing people, and those who had acquired an accurate knowledge of Torah, even the disciples of my Lord, my Father, of blessed memory, the rabbi of the city of Uzal, which is called Sanaa. And previously my grandfather was a teacher of small children there, but deprivation and hunger clung to them in such a way that both curses of Ezra were fulfilled in us, one being the curse already mentioned, the other being in general curse upon all school teachers that they never become rich lest they desist from their holy work. Let's look at today's Gemara. Even according to the one who says that the contemporary obligation to separate trumatides is biblical, the obligation to separate challah is rabbinic. As it is taught, when you enter the land and you eat of the bread of the land, you shall set a sum aside as a gift to Hashem as the first yield of your baking. If the obligation is when you enter, you might have thought that it took effect from the moment that two or three spies entered the land. Therefore, the verse states, when you, plural, enter. I said that the obligation takes effect with the coming of all of you and not with the coming of some of you. And when Ezra took them up, not all of them ascended. Let's analyze the Gemara. After 70 years in Babylonian exile, the Jewish people were granted permission by Cyrus the Great to return to the land of Israel and rebuild the Holy Temple. You can imagine the feeling of elation experienced by so many as they made their preparations for the journey home to Eretz Israel. And yet, despite all the best efforts by Ezra and Nehemiah, most Jews were content to remain in the diaspora. In fact, the Purim story with Mordechai and Esther takes place in Persia after many Jews had already returned to Israel. Following the miraculous salvation of Purim, however, we hear very little of the activities of diaspora Jewry. Despite the relatively meager number of Jews who chose to join Ezra, over the ensuing six centuries, Israel once again becomes the center of Jewish life. But even though Israel had once again become the center of our people, Many things weren't quite the same as they had been previously during the time of the first commonwealth. Agamara notes that the biblical obligation to separate a portion of dough called challah prior to baking 
is contingent upon our national entry into the land of Israel. Since most Jews failed to return to Israel during the time of Ezra, the practice was retained on a rabbinical basis, but we didn't merit to fulfill the mitzvah properly according to the divine command. When one reads the account of the number of Jews who joined Ezra during that period, one can't help but wonder how the Jews of Babylonia and beyond missed the historical boat. Here they were witnessing the biblical prophecies unfolding before their very eyes, and they were willing to simply ignore it all and just get on with their comfortable lives in exile. The continued commitment of Rabbi Shlomo Adoni's family to Torah and Mitzvahs was the exception rather than the rule. Most Jews who didn't make Aliyah with Ezra disappeared into the annals of history, a footnote in the great story of our people. And then it suddenly dawns on you. That's exactly where we find ourselves today. The Almighty has given our generation a gift. For the first time in thousands of years, we are beginning to see the fulfillment of the prophecy of our people's return home to the land of Israel. Very soon, we will reach an occasion that we didn't even experience during the days of Ezra. The majority of our people will be living in Israel. It's not easy to learn today's daf. The realization that you and I might be stuck in Babylonia is frightening. Sometimes we're in the diaspora with good reason. Nevertheless, we must never become complacent and accepting of the status quo. Every person should at least have some kind of long-term plan regarding Aliyah. The 12th century work, the Kuzari is a safer that imagines the conversation between the king of the medieval Khazars and various faith leaders concerning in which religious direction he should take his people. At one point during the conversation, the Jewish sage extols the greatness of the land of Israel. In response, the king accuses the Jews of hypocrisy for praying daily for a return to the land and yet failing to get up and make Aliyah. Thereupon, the sage admits the guilt of the Jewish people and concedes that the final redemption could have come centuries earlier had the people only returned to Israel with Ezra. The Gemara says that the biblical obligation to separate challah only takes effect when the majority of Jews are in Israel. Right now, we are very close. Every additional Jew that makes Aliyah gets us one step closer to fulfilling challah and a number of other important mitzvahs. Just think, in the very near future, one special Jew will be the individual who tips the balance, bringing a majority of the population of world Jewry in favor of Israel. Are you that individual? Never be complacent about living in the diaspora. Not when we have such an incredible divine gift, the likes of which our grandparents only dreamt of. May you merit making Aliyah and fulfilling Hashem's will for yourself, your family, and for our entire nation. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Daf Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Daf Yomi global movement, there's something in the transformative Daf for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.